Welcome, everybody, to the KIRP Radio Show. I'm your host, Pudgy Miller, man. Another Sunday. We're ready to do it. Happy to be here. Excited to be here to uh, talk about some serious issues. Sorry about the technical difficulties that we had early on in the show. Uh, getting started a little bit late, but, you know, the show must go on, man. And those are things that happens when you run live shows. So it is what it is. But I'm going to go ahead and uh, bring on my guest for this evening. Um, it's no secret what we're talking about, folks. You, you all know uh, North Carolina government running amok as normal. Uh, they don't listen to the people. Uh, there's always these private agendas that are going on. It's always money, backdoor issues, bathroom issues, a.k.a. Jim Black, holler at your boy. I know y'all remember that. Uh, and, uh, you know, we're sick of it. You know, we're sick of the same things that always happens over and over and over again. So I've invited some very uh, active people on this show. And uh, I've invited them on to talk about this central project and the opposition of this project uh, that we are uh, uh, about to embark on, you know, these things that we're about to see, these things that are transpiring here in North Carolina uh, with toll roads and what may have you. So uh, I want to welcome to the show uh, right now Chuck Suter. Uh, Chuck, how you doing? I'm doing good, Pudgy. How are you, man? I'm doing wonderful, man. I hope that you can hear me clearly. We got some feedback issues with these brand new microphones, but uh, I hope that you can hear me clearly and things are okay. You sound wonderful. All right, sounds good. And I also want to welcome to the show uh, Valley Bullback. I don't. I hope I said your name right, Valley. That's just right. It's great to talk with you, Pudgy. All right. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. I'm glad to have you guys on the show. And, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm excited about this evening because, you know, a lot of people don't understand what's going on here in North Carolina with these toll roads, man. And, frankly, I'm a little bit pissed off about it the more I read into it. I, I, you guys are on the front lines. You guys are definitely fighting, and you're out here uh, exposing the truth, if you will, and letting the people know, you know, what's happening in North Carolina. So I'm, I'm going to start with you, Valley. I mean, ladies first. I, I just want to ask you, we're going to get right down to it. We're going to cut the small talk. And uh, let's get real down to business. What's this toll road issue with North Carolina? What's this central project about? What this is about is giving over our highways to private companies. And for in this case, it's a 50-year contract where they can charge us $20 a day to $40 eventually in 2035 to the sky's the limit. The whole goal is to get us out of our cars, into high-density housing, and mass transportation. Wow. That's a whole lot in, 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 a, in a few words. Uh, and uh, who, who's behind all this stuff? I mean, you, you, you just said a lot here, but let, let, let me go back to this uh, trying to get us out of our cars. What, elaborate a little bit on that. Well, there is a, for one, this is kind of like the intersection of urban planners who um, are not for people having the freedom to just get in the car and go where they want to go. And then it's big corporations, deep pocket developers who are exploiting this movement. 
Maybe I'll let Chuck chime so in. It, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Chuck. You, you, you're welcome to it. I got a page load of questions here, man. I, I'm lock loaded and ready. Um, wh- so what's your take on this, Chuck? You know, where is this coming from from your angle? Well, uh, I think uh, I place a special emphasis on the fact that, you know, these corporations, multinational corporations, um, there's a Spanish teacher um, out of the town of Cornelius who is um, married to a commissioner up there. And what she has found out through talking to the people over there in Barcelona, she's got a uh, stamp by the ambassador or something from Spain. And on this document, it talks about how Centra has been sued uh, for tax evasion for you know, trying to ruin projects in Spain, okay? Wow. So the people of Spain are so upset with Centra, they don't even want Centra doing business in Spain. They're happy that Centra is over here, and that's the guys who are providing this toll road contract for 50 years. You're talking about a contract that's going to be $655 million. Wow. And the North Carolina government is going to put in $245 million into this project. To widen our road on I-77, it would only cost roughly $100 million. So it saved the taxpayers about $150 million. There is no way in the world this is being done for anything other than backdoor deals. Now, if you're a big company like this, you've got a few choices. You can either make a few $100,000 donations to um, some politicians that will do what they're told to do, and then those politicians will write legislation and take money from the taxpayers and put it into your project, or you can just build that project yourself instead of giving any money to these politicians. Right. What do you think you're going to do? I mean, it's an absolute conflict of interest, I mean, and, and it's global. It, it's, this started in third-world countries. They tested it out there. People are rebelling in Greece. Um, in Africa and um, in, in, in Asia, in South America, everywhere, all, all over the world, people are rebelling against these these toll road contracts because that's exactly what it's for. It's, it's profiting for corporations at the expense of the people. Wow. Who, who, who is the uh, who are the key players in the in this? Uh... This this central project, if you will, you know, who, who are the key players that are pushing this thing? Where, where did this all come from, and and how did it all come about? Well, well it, it, it comes. Oh, go, go ahead, Valley. I'll let Valley take that. Okay, um, I first found out about this from Tom Tillis. Actually, he was pushing it, and <laughs> I was board member with the North Mecklenburg Republican Women, and we had two presenters, one person who was for the tolls with our Transportation Commission, and the other was a citizen opposed to the tolls. And the the room was outraged when they heard about this plan. And that led me to do research and to see, is it just Republicans who are against this, or is it also Democrats? Well, it seemed everybody was against this. And, however, there was one person who was not against it, and that was Tom Tillis. He was going around pushing this, and as a result, we were told to stop talking about the tolls or get off the board of the North Mecklenburg Republican women. Really? We got off the board. Um, 
four of us, we formed our own group called the Lake Norman Conservatives. And what we found is that there was no one who was for this except for some local politicians who were basically doing Tillis's bidding and surrendering to that kind of pressure, or perhaps they had something to gain. And then he pushed through uh, legislation to make this legal, and anyone who stood in his way, he made sure that if they were an elected official, he got them out of office. If it was a citizen like me, we were marginalized. That's amazing. So in a nutshell, that's pretty much um, where it was being pushed. Unfortunately, it's also been pushed by um, it, it's both parties. It's Democrats and Republicans. It's um, Democrats in Charlotte who are also pushing this. But these are not citizens. It's the politicians. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. Let, let me let me let me take a, a a different. Let me come at this from a different angle for just just one sec. And uh, I'll, I'll pose these questions to you guys, or I'll make these comments, and and you're free to rebut Adam. You know, at any, you know, however you feel, you know, and and please, by all means, be as frank, be as frank as possible. Um, Isn't there a need for uh, a highway expansion in in North Carolina on on Interstate 40 or Interstate 77? Uh, Yes, absolutely. Yes, absolutely, there is, and this is the this is the worst problem, worst part of it all, Pudgy. Okay. Here in North Mecklenburg on I-77, mm-hmm. through the gasoline tax, we raise about 20 to $30 million a year through paying right. in the gasoline tax. So this road has not been widened since it was created, I believe, in 1970 or 72. This money that the people in this area, now obviously back then when it was first built, they weren't raising as much in gasoline taxes. But now, over the past few years, that's what we're raising, about 20 to $30 million per year through the gasoline tax on folks that are coming through the I-77 corridor. With that money raised, where did that money go? Did it go into I-77? No. The people here have already paid for that road. That, that money went out to some of these roads that you see in the middle of the state where there was a powerful uh, you know, um, representative or senator that mm-hmm. had the ability to funnel those funds over to a highway project that's more than likely named after himself or herself. <laughs> and the people of I-77 have been sitting here sitting ducks right next to two nuclear power plants. I-77 is the evacuation route for two nuclear power plants. This road should have been widened a long time ago. They have the money to widen the road, and they're spending more money. They're spending $150 million more to put in toll roads, then it wouldn't have just cost to widen the road. So um, I would say that the plan to put toll roads around this state and around the country has nothing to do with building more roads or better roads. It has everything to do with profit for the corporations and to funnel money from those corporations into the coffers of campaigns for people like uh, now Senator Tom Tillis. And we did we did have a report from a guy down here named Stuart Watson, who was a reporter for the local news station, like NBC or something. I can't remember what it was. But mm-hmm. he did a report 
on Tom Tillis and his uh, executives from ACN. It's a developing company that's tied to Donald Trump. And the day after House Bill 817 was passed in the, in the House that, that Tom Tillis helped pass, uh, he was a co-sponsor, I believe. He might not have been, but he pushed the bill through. Um, that was June 25th, I believe, of 2013 or 14. I'm sorry, I don't have this in front of me right now. 13 or 14. I believe it was 14. And the very next day, Pat McCory signed that into the law. He signed it into law, House Bill 817. Remember that number, House Bill 817. The very next day, executives from ACN donated $26,000 to Tom Tillis' Uh, campaign. Now you were saying, okay, well, how's ACN tied into these polls? Well, ACN, they want an exit at exit 27 that doesn't exist. So they can develop this huge property called Augusta Lee, which a lot of these local politicians are invested in. So if they get that exit, they can develop this property. But if they don't get that exit, that property will never be developed. It just so happens that within the toll road plan, they are planning, or at least were, they, they kind of went back and forth on it now. They're kind of saying they're not going to do it. For this toll road plan, they're planning on putting an exit at that road, at that spot for exit 27 for those developers. Wow. There's well, a lot of I'll add that about the t- widening. We definitely need our highway widened, as Chuck said. We could, what we need is $100 million, and go figure government would spend $655 million for a $100 million problem. That, that's, a, that's a lot to process, you guys. I, I, I happen to know a little bit about what, what Chuck was saying uh, about the the back-end deal to get a, an exit established and the amount of money that was uh, thrown at some individuals. And uh, there are some other things that are also going on stemming around that in, in the Department of Transportation from what I understand. But I have no proof of it, so I won't even speak on it tonight. Um, but that, that's a lot to process. So what are, what kind of reception are you getting from people? Because I think what the general public is seeing is something totally different from what you guys are talking about. They're not seeing what's happening in the back rooms. They're not understanding, you know, till it's getting this kind of support uh, before it became a senator. So, you know, what are, what are you guys receiving from the general public? You know, what are you hearing out here? What kind of support do you have? I'll I'll go first on that one. Um, it's been building. The support has been pretty incredible uh, now. We've got about 9,000 people on social media following this. And um, so I think that is very encouraging. It's been in the news in this area, at least, in the Charlotte area, almost daily. And so what people are resonating, what's really bothering them are the price of the tolls, how much spending with a private company, and it's a 50-year contract. On top of that, we cannot widen the highway because of non-compete clauses for the next 50 years. So we're getting a the momentum has really grown, and there also are businesses that have signed on uh, to oppose the tolls, such as Michael Waltrip Racing, um, Aquesta Bank, Joe Gibbs Racing, uh, Front Row Motorsports, and JR Motorsports, and Hendrick Motorsports, and then many other businesses in the area. So 
I think that for two years, a lot of people were not aware. And then just in the last, I'd say really the last couple of months, it's hit a crescendo. Chuck, what about you? What kind of support are you are you hearing? What are you hearing from folks out here? Well, I mean, the support the support has been very good, and if anybody wants to support me um, in the documentary I'm putting together, they can do that at constitutionalwar.org. Um, that's constitutionalwar.org, kind of a long name for a website, right? But listen, um, the support's been overwhelming ever since. About a month and a half ago, we started. This, we came up with this idea that um, we were going to have a protest up on this bridge that was recently built. It's supposed to be an extravagant bridge. They put a bunch of money into it that they didn't need to put into it. They tried to make it look like a sailboat. It like, um, <clears throat> I don't know, I, I can't. Mom told me, can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all, right? So um, I'm not going to say anything about it, but they spent a bunch of money on this bridge, and it's a big waste of money. Instead of putting that money into the roads, into the um, into the highway, whatever whatever it could be. So folks gathered on this bridge. Fortunately, uh, this ridiculous bridge. There's a Facebook group called Exit 28 Ridiculousness that was started around the idea that this bridge is just ridiculous. It, it started almost like as a joke um, by this girl named Amanda and a few of her friends. It's now approaching uh, 4,000 members to this group. I think uh, they just passed 3,500, and it's literally every week there's like 500 more people on this group. We held a protest because they made a huge walkway in the middle of the bridge. You wouldn't expect this on most overpasses, but in the middle of this overpass, there's this huge walkway. So we held a protest up on there holding signs for about two and a half hours. And every single person, I mean, there was maybe five or six the entire time, a rush hour on Friday, from around 4 o'clock to 6.30 in the p.m. And every single person driving by, thumbs up, honking their horns. We had five news stations out there, three helicopters in the air to cover this thing, Budgie. I mean, it, it, it started a chain reaction. It was a, it was a huge explosion in the toll road movement that had, um, you know, thing, thing, we, we had been told it was over, it was done with, it was a done deal. There's no point in showing up. Resistance is futile. And instead, people did show up, and people let their voices be heard. Uh, Commissioner Dave Gilroy out of Cornelius, he introduced a resolution. That resolution passed unanimously. Um, the very next day, after that success, Valley, myself, and uh, three other of our friends, we went down to the Mecklenburg County Commission with no plan whatsoever other than just ask them to please introduce a similar resolution. Two weeks later, they did, but before that, um, the town of Huntersville passed the resolution. Then the town of Davidson. Then the next week, the town of Mooresville passed the resolution against this. The following day, on Tuesday, May 20th, James Jack Day, Met Death Day, the Mecklenburg Declaration of Independence, the Mecklenburg County Commissioners passed the resolution. The day after that is when the, CT, the CRTPO, Charlotte Regional Transportation um, um, organization. They were supposed to bring forth a resolution. They refused to bring forth that resolution, and no resolution was passed. Because Mr. McCory said if that resolution passed, 
who might consider stopping the tolls. Well, the, they moved up their financial flows on these tolls. It was supposed to be May 28th. So they moved it up because we were having so much success and they were getting scared. So they moved it up to earlier that day before we could even get a vote from the people. But over representatives in all the towns that have passed it represent over 1.5 million people. Representatives of 1.5 million people came out and said, we want a timeout. We don't want these toll roads. We need to take a step back. And Governor Pat McCrory and Tony Cata of the NCDOT ignored the local government, the wishes of the people, and are moving forward with it anyway. But as far as support, it's not dying. We're going to have a protest up in Raleigh uh, May 26th, that's, uh, the day after uh, Memorial Day, uh, this Tuesday. And um, we've already got somewhere around 60 people saying that they're going to come. I'm expecting probably around 75, 80. If we get uh, over that, it'll be an amazing, amazing success. We're going to go up to Raleigh, get in front of the General Assembly, talk to our representatives, ask them to hold press conferences, ask them to come out against these polls, because these polls are coming all across the state. You think it's just an issue for I-77? Uh, no, they've already, they were telling us last Wednesday night that they've got 10 projects in the works all across the state. So if you're from around the state and you think it's ain't affecting you, it's going to affect you. So please show up high noon Tuesday, May 26th. And after, after we talk to some of our reps, we're going to go over in front of Governor McCourty's mansion. <clears throat> Excuse me. We're going to go to Governor McCourty's mansion. We're going to be holding up signs, talking to the media. And um, we this fight ain't over, man. We're gonna stop this goal. Hey, let me six one nine six three eight eight five five nine. You're listening to the KRP Radio Show. Uh, if you guys are listening by phone, you can listen to us on uh, via Twitter, uh, via the website krpradioshow.com. You can also listen to us live right now uh, via Facebook, facebook.com backslash krp radio show. And uh, we're also on iTunes, folks, so make sure you find us on iTunes, like us, and listen to past broadcasts, and et cetera. Um, okay, guys, so you got support, right? There's a lot of people out there supporting, myself included. I, I don't see a reason we need toll roads in North Carolina at this point. I think that our toll, our roads sorry, and our interstates in North Carolina need a lot of work. I mean, I, th- I think that's fa- fairly honest to say, and I think a lot of people realize that. However, toll roads, I don't see the benefit of them, and I, I don't see, as I look at, um, I really don't know who this came from. I, I found some information that says, you know, the Charlotte surrounding areas, I-77, I-40, uh, Raleigh, Durham, I-540, all this is, is has future plans on being toll roads. And I can't help but to wonder, is this another way to generate tax revenue? Is this another way to tax the people? I mean, what do, what do you guys think about that, Valley? I'll, I I'll believe, yeah. Oh, okay, I'll go. Um, it clearly is double taxation. It's a, a boondoggle, a feeding frenzy. What you have are uh, industries that have basically worked together to manufacture a crisis in saying that we don't have money for our roads. Yeah. If they have the... $243 million that they're kicking into this project, they have $100 million that we need just to widen I-77. Now, you mentioned some of these other projects. Well, there's a lobbying firm called International Bridge 
Tunnel Turnpike Association. They're a global lobbying firm. They've got North Carolina on their radar. And I'm just going to tell you some of the highways that they are proposing. They're looking at the Greensboro Urban Loop, the Greenville Southwest Bypass, the I-26 Connector, I-40 Widening Southeast uh, Raleigh, US-70 Kingston Bypass, Mid-Currituck Bridge, Cape Fear Crossing. Uh, We've already got the Triangle Expressway. Um, That's a state run. This will be the the first private run. There's also the Monroe Connector Bypass, uh, 74, which goes through Charlotte, I-85, and 485 around Charlotte. Okay, so, so, so hold on here. It sounds like to me, and I was just counting as you were going, and I was thinking, I was thinking of every way to get into North Carolina. So basically, they have plans to cover every way in and out of North Carolina. Is that fair to say? Because there's, I don't know if another way that you can get out of North Carolina uh, uh, in, in hearing that the, the highways and the roads that you just named. There's not another way to get in and out. You would have to go through a toll road. Is that fair to say? Well, they are looking to pretty much, this is a way to control the public. These are not the tolls where you go through a booth and you throw a few coins in. You'll, it's electronic tolling, and so you'll have to have a transponder in your car. Oh, wow. And so it's a little bit of Big Brother <laughs> tracking you where you're going. Um, it's also designed to price you off the road. It's called dynamic pricing. The more cars that are on in those uh, lanes, the the price ratches it up, and then people go, "Oh my gosh, I got to get off. I can't afford two dollars a mile here, so let mm-hmm. me get off." And they're able. They're supposed to keep it at 45 miles per hour and higher. That's what they're supposed to guarantee the travel time. So, and it does not at all improve the congestion in the existing lanes. You look across the country where these hot lanes, which stands for high occupancy toll lanes, where they have used these toll lanes around the country, the congestion gets worse, not better. And so it's not about solving congestion problems. It's about changing our behavior. And that means using mass transit, not driving certain times of the day, or perhaps moving into um, the city that's where our jobs are, closer to work. I think, wow, you listen to the KMP Radio Show at NC Prejudice Me. At KIRP Radio Show, um, I need you guys to give your, your Twitter handles here in just a second and your Facebook handles and your group names and all that. But I have to say this first, okay. I remember reading uh, maybe some two years ago about uh, a proposition to the people where we would have to pay uh, more dollars per mile, like a, like a mileage tax in order to get our cars inspected and to get our tags and in addition to our our state taxes and our state uh, auto tax, if you will, um, and permits. But when I listen to this, it, it sounds like, number one, it sounds like the replacement. And, and number two, and Chuck, I want you to jump all on this. Is this what we're seeing? Is this a push 
toward the, the, the new light rail system that they want to implement? Is this the beginning stages of that? Or am I going too far? Am I pushing it too far? Is this the beginning stages of what? Is it the beginning stages of the new light rail system that we know uh, Big Brother supports? And, and uh, I know that there were some talks about uh, getting a, a new light rail system through North Carolina as well, uh, a new faster train system, if you will. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, Pudgy. Look, um, Pat McCory, he was mayor of Charlotte for 16 years. He went against the will of the people. And as a Republican, he had the support of all the liberal media and press the entire time because together what they want is they want this um, this light rail system. They built this streetcar here, 1800s technology, okay? They built this streetcar here. I mean, they've got to tear up the roads. They've got to spend all this money. On a streetcar, I mean, the light rail is bad, but the streetcar is just madness. So what the deal is, after the toll roads go in up I-77, folks don't know, I-77 goes north to south. So it goes, um, you know, if you're listening in another state somewhere else, you're not familiar, Charlotte, North Carolina, um, I-77 goes north and south through there. So after that toll road goes in just north of Charlotte, and everybody's still stuck in these lanes. And the law will then be, and the contract is, you can't widen the road with general purpose lanes any longer. So the reason that is because if they widen the road with general purpose lanes to the other side, to the right side, then that would take away profit from the toll roads. So they mm-hmm. actually, I, I should rephrase that because they'll say, yes, you can. Yeah, you can widen it with general purpose lanes. If you pay a huge fine, if you pay all of their lost revenue from the tolls, then you can widen it. But when they force people out of their vehicles through these toll roads, because they ain't going to widen the road if we have toll roads, Pat McCory's red line is going to run uh, parallel to the I-77 corridor, and they want to force people on these trains to send them down here into uh, Charlotte. Now tell me this. If you're um, on one of those trains and you're coming home, okay, and you're coming home from, like, uh, whatever it is, football game, uh, we got terrorism, we got ISIS, and something ha- or or just an accident ha- happens over here at one of these two nuclear power plants, how are you going to feel, man, you're in that train instead of in your car and, and you've got a wide-open road where you can gun it and get the hell out of Dodge? This is a national security issue, in my opinion, with the with the two nuclear power plants. But as far as the trains, I mean, why are we pushing for trains? We already know. We've seen what happened in Madrid, right? Um, yes. The terrorist attack on 3-3 or 3-11. They attacked the trains. So we've got this huge issue of terrorism, yet they want to force us into cities. Well, cities isn't a good thing if there's going to be, like, terrorist attacks. Trains aren't a good thing if they want to. If there's going to be terrorist attacks, why at the same time when we're fighting terrorism are we trying to put people into trains and into high density living? Unless the end goal of all of this is well, okay, now you have to accept all the new surveillance because we got to protect you. And, and the people in the cities and, and, and around the world, they're, they're more apt to. Um, accept all of this surveillance. Where people living out in the suburbs and driving cars 
and, uh, you know, way out in the country and, you know, even in the city. But it's, it's a city where you can get around. Charlotte is a city where you can get around. You don't need a train. You don't need – I mean, buses are fine. you got buses and all that. But you don't need that. You can drive a vehicle. You can go where you want to go. They don't want that. Six one nine six three eight eight five five nine. Hit number one if you got a comment. We'll go through some callers here in just a few, in right about five minutes. It is eight forty p.m. on the East Coast. Shout out to all my West Coast listeners out there, man. Shout out to all my Charlotte people. I definitely see you, my UNC folks. I see you guys over there, Eastern North Carolina. You are definitely in their house. Big shout out to you. And uh, we got people from all over the world listening to this show. And uh, Valley, I'm, I'm going to go back to you, and I, I just want to ask you. Uh, why should people outside of Charlotte, contrary to what you said earlier, but why should people outside of the Charlotte area be concerned about this uh, this issue? This The tolls that are coming into North Carolina and now I-77 are going to impact everybody in North Carolina, even if you don't drive a car. reason is that, of course, this is going – these toll lanes are going to more than just our highway. They're coming to a highway near you, too. <laughs> the second is that it's using a huge amount of taxpayer money, public funds, that um, could be used much more effectively and efficiently, and instead it's going to pad the pockets of these corporations. The other reason is that this is a major distribution route, I-77. The trucks will not be able to use the toll lanes. And I've talked to um, many people in the trucking industry, and they said that the prices of goods will go up as a result of these toll lanes. They're going to have to pass the increases in their transportation costs on down to the consumer. So for someone who doesn't even drive and says, I, don't, I could care less, I'm not on the highway, well, they're still having to pay. And and then the, another issue, too, is that let's say that they were going to do this, but there's, they would eliminate the gas tax, eliminate other taxes and fees. Well, they're actually increasing our taxes and fees in addition to these tolls. So it's impacting everybody in this state and it's also happening all over the country and it's just it is just really mind-blowing what government officials are willing to do how they will sell out their fellow citizens for a buck or a pat on the back and add a boy from one of these lobbyists and corporations Man, I, I think that I think that there's a lot of people out here that just don't know Valley. I, I think there's a lot of folks who who have probably uh read some articles like like myself. I think there's a lot of folks who have read articles and um maybe not had realized because I, I I'll be honest, I didn't realize how much of an, an a North Carolina issue this was, how serious of an issue this was, how much of a national security issue this could be. And um I think people are naive to what's going on. You know, that they're not it's not spoken about at the water coolers. It's not it's not talked about in the front yards and at 
uh, local meetings unless you're a part of these groups that you guys have. And, uh, you know, while we're on the topic of groups, I, I just wanted you to, if you could, because uh, you let folks know where they can find it, more information about this and, and where you guys frequent on social media, um, where, where they can get more information on what's going on and, and be educated more. Yes. Well, the Facebook page, Exit 28 Ridiculousness, is a wonderful community uh, forum for learning about this, as well as uh, Widen I-77. It's like Widen the Road, so it's WidenI77.org. They also have a Facebook page. And so that is a good way for people to learn about this and uh, to hear what people in the community have to say about it. And, you know, Pudgy, this is not about me trying to get Republicans out of office. As you know, I am a Republican. I'm a staunch conservative. And it pains me that people in my own party have done this. Um, and they're also working with Democrat politicians to do it as well. And this is not, it's no longer a, just a political issue. We have people who are both Democrats and Republicans of all ages and different backgrounds very upset about this. Our goal is to stop the tolls, and we will work with any elected official who will help us to that end. And um, so we're not trying to, you know, bash certain politicians over the head. I, I just want to tell the truth and let people know where this came from and Hopefully, we can get certain elected officials to change course and stand up for their people. I like it. Chuck, so, uh, do you have any different uh, social media sites or any other places where uh, folks can get more information about these topics? Yeah, absolutely, uh, Pudgy. Uh, ConstitutionalWar.org on Facebook and um, ConstitutionalWar.org. Um, my website, you can go there. You can see some of the videos that I've taken from these county commission meetings. Um, I've got a documentary coming out. We've been, we've been going to so many meetings that I haven't even been able to get out all the footage yet. There's going to be more rolling out over the next uh, few weeks. And, um, you know, uh, on Twitter, if you want to find me, it's uh, at con underscore war underscore org. And I just want to encourage, make sure everybody shows up that can show up, all able bodies, on uh, May 26th, Tuesday at high noon at the state capitol. Because we're going to have fun. I mean, like, this is one of the things. You go to a lot of protests, and, you know, a lot of times it's just people that are all, for lack of a better word, pissed off. We don't do it like that, man. We like to have fun, go out afterwards, celebrate our, you know, exercising our First Amendment rights. And I would go another step farther though, than what Valley said. I, I'm, I'm not trying to beat up any political party, anything like that. I work with Democrats. I actually supported some Democrats that were against the toll road. I support Republicans. I'm a conservative, a Republican, Tea Party guy that are against the toll road. But it's not just let's hope these guys wake up. Because what I want to see is if they don't wake up and we get these toll roads, I want every one of these bastards thrown out of office. That's the way you make a change. They did it in Australia. They had an $8 billion P3 project in Australia. New election, new leadership came in. They stopped it. It was already started. They stopped it. They stopped toll roads out in Texas, out in California, and in Virginia. 
and it is an election issue. You got to let these politicians like Pat McCrory know if they're going to support these toll roads and these toll roads are going to go through. You will not get my vote no matter what, and I will not vote for Pat McCrory. I, I don't even care if Roy Cooper has got to be the governor. I'll say it loud right now. So be it. <laughs> Man, you speaking blasphemy on this show, brother. <laughs> no, we don't want Roy Cooper either, man. Listen, let's go to some callers real quick, bro. We got, I'm going to have to have you back so we can talk about that one. Uh, go to a call out of the 704. Last three digits of your number is 999. And you are on the KRP Radio Show with Bally, Pudgy, and Chuck. How you doing? Hey, Pudgy. This Hello. is Dr. Mike. Hey, I'm in, I live in Cornelius. Can you hear me? I, I can hear you great. Well, I, I naively ran for a local office oh, two years ago, and I was totally oblivious to this issue, and it was the hot topic upon entering the scene, and I was instantly educated by Wyden 77, and there are so many problems with this project. I, I don't even know where to begin talk about it. The financials don't make sense. The practicalities don't make sense. The reasonableness of it doesn't make sense. It's just bogus. I, I don't even know where to begin. Um, it will not work. It will not relieve congestion. We're going to have uh, uh, just basically a setup for failure. I don't, I, I, I just, it's awful. And I wish I was more eloquent than that. I wish I could lay out a, a cognitive uh, discussion in, in five seconds. But he, if you look at the financials, it, this project has to pull in almost as much money as the most profitable project in the United States, which is out in California, which it won't. Uh, this, this company has uh, spin-off companies that have gone bankrupt across the country, which I think it will here too. Why would, you want, why would the state of North Carolina want to invest in uh, a, a planned failure, uh, the similar project was pulled in Virginia for reasons that are still not known, even though they're 18 months ahead of us and $200 million into the hole. Uh, this whole route is part of the economic engine of Charlotte. Uh, you know, NASCAR with their, their, their race cars and their trucking go up and down the circuit, plus all, all kinds of commerce goes up and down. This is the main artery north and south, uh, from New York to Atlanta, and yeah. yet trucks won't be able to use it. I mean, it's crazy. I have no idea how this got through, except NCNDOT gets, th what is it, three-fourths of the revenue stream, and yeah. they want all these projects done. They have all this demand list, and they don't have enough funding coming from the General Assembly because our fuel taxes are going elsewhere. So to them, it's a pot of gold. So when they're advising the governor as to what, how to vote on this project, what do you think they're going to tell him? We need this project. We plan this project because this is a big pot of gold. We're going to tax, double tax, all these rich, affluent people that live in the lake, which is not true because there's a lot of working-class people up here at the lake. And it's just crazy. I just cannot. And, and the other problem I have is these – uh, uh, what, what did you say, Chuck? If you can't say something nice, you shouldn't say anything at all. Uh, I was going to talk about current officials. Um, anyway, um, I'm just aghast that this whole process 
has gotten farther down the road than it has. I mean, we we were faced with the equitable distribution formula when this whole thing came to front. We were told either we have to wait for 20 years for an expansion or get toll lanes in five years but pay ta- tolls for 50 years, and we voted for the lesser of two evils. And then the North Carolina General Assembly passed the Strategic Transportation Initiative, which should have upped this project in priority, but lo and behold, NCDOT, who's going to get all kinds of buco money if we doesn't go, if they go with tolls, refuses to rank it as general purpose lanes. Ta-da! Is there a conflict of interest here? But anyway, Pudgy, thank you so much for bringing this to the attention of your listeners. Thank you, Dr. Mike, and you are B-I-G in my book, man. I really appreciate the info that you put out here, and, and, and you know, thanks for calling in. You know, this is just one show. You don't have to worry about being eloquent, man. You just you say what's on your mind, and, and we'll worry about the watch later. So have a good weekend. Uh, happy Memorial Day. And you too, sir. And remember our veterans. Absolutely. We 1,000% support veterans on this show. I think everybody knows that by now we finally had to change the website, which had Army fatigue all over, all over the place for the past three or four years. But we're probably going to put it back because it's one of my favorite, and I have my little fatigues on today. So shout out to my veterans out there. Um, Valley, were you, were you about to say something? I'm sorry. Um, no, I think I, I really appreciate um, Mike calling in. Um, just I think you can sense that we're pretty outraged, <laughs> and I think that people around the state, when uh, when they learn about this and they see that there's going to be other highways facing the same situation that and this coming into their communities that they're going to be facing the same predicament and i I hope that they can learn from our experience and and that that what, what we can all do now is work together as a state. We need people to come out on Tuesday at the North Carolina General Assembly in Raleigh and for a peaceful protest to inform our legislators and then to hold these elected officials accountable and not to vote for them again. Yeah, I... uh... I'm sorry, go ahead. Sorry about that. Yeah, I just... I just say you you cannot go along with this and do this to your people and then ever be in office again. Valley, I will tell you and Chuck that a few times tonight, and I'm embarrassed because I, some of the things that you guys have said on the show has has left me speechless, and I run my mouth a lot, man. Woo! Let me tell you. But uh, you really have left me speechless tonight with, with a lot of the things that you guys have put out there and a lot of the information, and I thought that I was uh, – I, I thought that I was well informed on this issue. I thought that I was ready for the show, man. And I had all these notes over there, and I hadn't even grabbed them. I, I hadn't even needed them. You know, you guys have really been on point. So I can tell how true to this that you guys are, and how passionate that you are about it, and and how much you guys are fighting. And and even when Dr. Mike called in, and and I really appreciate that call. You know, I, I can tell how precise he was and on point he was with these issues, and how how passionate he was about it as well. Um. But I have to ask you guys, you know, I always tell, you know, I've helped with a few campaigns here and there, and and I always say that, you know, politicians get lost after the election, and time after time they always prove me right. Um, So I try to use that with all issues, and and I'll ask you guys, you know, after this show, after these protests, after these uh, holding signs up, 
you know, what do we do? You know, how do we prevent this uh, from happening in North Carolina? How, we, how do we prevent this from happening on 77? What, what steps do we need to take to ensure that this thing dies? Well, you well, dialing down it on the head there. I mean, you cannot tell politicians, look, after the prime, this is their favorite line. You heard it, Pudgy. After the primary, we all got to rally behind the nominee. Oh, yep. man. We got to shuck and jive and rally behind the nominee. Tom Tillis is the nominee. Greg Brandon lost. Let's all rally behind Tom Tillis. Meanwhile, he's up there voting for the Patriot Act. Uh, people are emailing him and saying, what about these toll roads? He says, oh, I can't do nothing about that. Like, he was totally uninvolved. You know, we've got politicians that told us for years, like Jeff Clark, that he couldn't do anything about these toll roads. He said, if you've got a better idea, you come up with a better idea. We gave him the ideas. We told him the ideas. You cannot educate politicians, in my opinion. And you... It, look, if you could educate politi- politicians, late-term abortions would be illegal because 90% plus of the people in this country are against late-term abortions, even folks that are you know, pro-choice. Late-term yes, abortions, they're against that, okay? So what do we have with the toll roads? Same thing. 90-plus percent people are against the toll roads, but they're going to push them through anyways, and they're going to tell you, vote for the nominee after it's all said and done. We're not going away. Um, this will be a campaign issue going into 2016. I don't care if they get the whole toll road built uh, for 2016. This is going to be a campaign issue. They won't get it built. It's going to cause even more traffic building this thing. You've got to realize how elaborate this is. They're tearing down perfectly good bridges and putting up new bridges. They're putting roads where we don't need roads. We're going to take a toll road all the way from Charlotte all the way up to exit 30. Well, between exit 18 and, uh, and Interstate 85, there is no traffic. Every single day of the year, there is no traffic between, uh, um, between 85 and 485, pretty much. So that, that's, that's the deal that we're up against. I mean, if they think that they can get away with this, they're going to get away with it. You've got to let them know you're vote for him if you want to stop these toll roads. I've, I've let people know I'm not voting for him. I didn't vote for Tom Phillips, and um, I suggest that none of you people out there vote for Pat McCord if this toll road goes through. Hey, that's some strong leverage there, brother. Hey, uh, let, let's go to another caller real quick, man. I, I'm, I'm not done with this thing yet. I, I definitely have something to say here in just a sec, but let's go to a call out of the 919. Last three digits, 053 you're on the air with Pudgy Valley and Seth. How are you? Hey, Pudgy. It's Rocco. How's it going? Rocco P from the host of the last Sundays of Rocco P. How are you, baby? <laughs> Thank you for that plug, my friend. I appreciate Got that. Got you. You have an awesome show, man. People love it, too, by the way. Hey, to, to follow up on something Valley said uh, early on as far as uh, when you get into this and uh, you look at the big picture, okay, she said early on, this is designed to get people out of their cars, push people into subcompact housing. When I first heard that this type of thing years ago, I said, yeah, that's, "That's completely, that's completely insane." Okay, I, I did not believe it. Look at what's happened in state. Okay, you wonder, okay, how how do certain people gain power? How does the political system, regardless of party, how do people advance? You look at Pat McCrory. 
he pushed this light rail project in Charlotte. Okay, it, it was a disaster financially. Years later, he becomes governor. So, two questions there, you know, to be asked. Number one, how does a mayor jump to governor? <laughs> how does that happen? Number two, why, if a mayor does become governor, why would it be someone that was known for pushing? Yeah, something that was yeah a colossal failure. The way the two-party system uh, deceives us is that you get people involved, and they know roughly, on average, half the people don't vote. Half the people that do vote are split between the parties. And, you know, the independents are growing in North Carolina. There will probably be more independents than Republicans in about 10 years if things don't change. This is one of the, one of the ways to deceive us. When When things go wrong, people still believe in their guy or their girl, and they say, well, they'll just get it right. You know, the doctor had called and said, this makes no sense. It's designed to fail, okay, and a lot of voters can't understand how wicked people are and how corrupt they are. It's designed to fail. The, the situation now in North Carolina isn't just these public-private partnerships. They have already passed a bill under Republican leadership, Skip Stam from Wake County was one of the, was one of the sponsors, to expand North Carolina NCDOT toll roads by at least six projects, at least six. So they've already given them that authority. In addition to that, you touched upon it, Pudgy. The Republican you know, Secretary of Transportation, Tony Tata, endorsed a plan that basically they did the research when Purdue, the Democrat, was governor, that said they want to, in, in addition to to the gas tax, in addition to a foreign-owned toll road, in addition to state-owned toll roads, then they're going to want to tax us by the mile. So, yes, there is a plan. They do want to push us out of the cars. If it becomes that expensive, obviously, what solution will people have except to then use private trans- uh, you know, public transportation? Right now, there is, no market, there is no market demand. But if they make it so that you can't afford to get into your car, yes, you know, they will create that demand. But the Mark my words, I mean, they know precisely what they're doing. They know exactly what they're doing. They have these projects in, and I don't know if Valley or Chuck touched on it. If Sintra fails, like Solyndra, Solyndra again, public-private partnership, if Sintra goes bankrupt, which is a high probability, guess what? We still have to pay. Yeah, and they run with the money bags, too. They they get to run off of the money bags, just like yep. Solyndra. So here we are again. And and once again, here we are with North Carolinians not knowing what's really going on and with a few people fighting, trying to inform the masses. So how do we how do we keep doing here? Is it that we have the wrong people uh, that are in office and, and, and folks just keep supporting them blindly after knowing what's going on? Uh, so it, it's a combination of things. A lot of people don't. It goes back to the two-party thing. There's a lot of well-meaning people that are Democrats. There's a lot of well-meaning people that are Republicans. And they just don't understand just how corrupt it is. This toll road issue is a textbook example of how the two-party system at the top is corrupt. Because statewide, yeah, there's no Democratic opposition to this. I mean, they'll talk about things like Moral Monday. Yeah, they'll talk about racism, which may not exist. Uh, you know, the NAACP, you're on to them. It's all a scam. But here, here's a real issue where this is going to significantly hurt working class people. And there's no Democratic pushback. So part of it is educating the voters to get them to realize you can't just vote for your guy. Your guy should be uh, yeah, what, what the rule of law is. I mean, you go by the federal constitution, the state constitution. The politicians of all stripes have to be held to the rule of law. But 
people – that's part of the problem, that people can't believe th- that people are that corrupt. I mean, it's just, it's just you see in so many ways of government. I mean, the average person doesn't know they have that plan again to tax us by the mile, and they've already, I think you touched on it, they're already diverting $255 million a year from the highway fund to other funds. The Democrats did that. The Republicans got in power, and they're still diverting $255 million a year. So, I mean, this is serious corruption, and people don't know, and they just keep on they keep on trusting their person. You know, whether it's Pat McCrory, who's thoroughly corrupt, whether it's Dan Forrest, who, yeah, who's, yeah, he's a fake Tea Party guy, and his mom was establishment, he's totally establishment. Yeah, people have to stop voting on personality and just understand the issues. And like Chuck said in Australia, you, you, you vote them out, you get people who are going to honor oath office and do what they say they're going to do. Man, six one nine six three eight eight five five nine. Listening to the KRP Radio Show, we are on the home stretch, folks. Okay, so we got the support, we got the truth out here. We understand what's going on. So, right now, if there, I'm, I'm sure there are people listening to the show and they're, they're fired up, they're inspired, they want to do something. So, for lack of a better word. Who, or, or better words, excuse me, who's public enemy number one? Who do we contact and say, you know what, you're wrong for supporting this, and we want you to change your mind? Who are those people? Pat McCory. <laughs> Pat McCory. <laughs> you want to contact Pat McCory. You want to contact Senate uh, Pro Tem Phil Berger, Tim Moore, Speaker of the House. You can leave messages with the NCDOT. But, I mean, these are, you know, this is another unelected body. I mean, they're elected because you elected the governor and the governor picked who he wanted. But the fact of the matter is, I mean, at some point, after you take all those campaign contributions, they tell you who you're going to appoint to certain positions. Right, Pudgy? I mean, let's let the dirty secret out of the bag. Whenever all the donations are tallied up, and whenever you're asking for more money for your reelection, you're going to go with the guy that you're told to go with. So I, I, I would also add, though, um, Widen I-77, this group, WidenI-77.org, they're holding a fundraiser, and they have a lawsuit coming up, and I think that's a worthy cause. I think folks should support that. And uh, obviously, I've got the documentary coming out. I, I love people support constitutionalwar.org, but hopefully this legal case, um, can delay this project or, or overturn this project. So um, get more information on it there. But when it comes down to the political side, not the legal side, you've got to hold their feet to the fire. You've got to find new candidates to support. And turnover is a good thing. I mean, we talk about career politicians all the time. We need term limits. We need term limits. Well, quit saying we need term limits and stop voting for the same people. I mean, <laughs> you know? Mm, I love that. I love that. Absolutely love that. Valerie, who are some people, who are some other folks that we need to contact? Or or did Chuck uh, get all of them? (laughs) Well, I'm encouraging people to contact all of the legislators in the House and Senate, State House and Senate, and encourage them to uh, defund this project. They are negotiating right now the budget with the governor, and this is a perfect opportunity to not fund it. And 
I've been really surprised at the representatives who just don't know what is going on. And so we've been emailing them. But I just We need more people to send them emails and say, I want you to do whatever you can to stop the tolls. And, uh, and we will see. We will know by the results if you stood up for us. If this goes through, we know you did not fight for us. I love it. That's what it is, folks. I hope, uh, you know, everyone out there who didn't understand the issues and who didn't know what was really going on, I, I hope that this show was informative. And uh, make sure you contact all your legislators and let them know we want to defund the toll road projects all across North Carolina. And, uh, you know, if you could write a letter, you could send an email, you make a phone call. If you don't get through, leave a message. You know, they have to uh, they have to log these things, folks, so... It's not done in vain. Make sure you make the attempt and, and, and make the effort to contact your legislators so, you know, we can defund this project. And, and hopefully going forward we'll get some of these folks out of office and we don't have these issues anymore. Although, you know, I, I just feel like this is something that we're going to be fighting a long time. So in my thought process of that, I want to tell you guys thank you for what you do. And, uh, hey, be ready for a long battle, okay? Be ready for a long fight. Um I think that this thing is going to go on a lot longer than we anticipate, and I'm definitely going to join the fight with you, and I'll be making some calls and talking to some folks on my own. And, you know, my heart goes out to you guys, and I really sincerely appreciate everything that you do. I mean, it takes a lot to dedicate your life to a cause that's not paying you back in 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 any way. A lot of the times you guys get bad press or or you get a bad rap or a bad rep, for some of the things that you believe in for the betterment of everyone, not just yourself. So it takes a special kind of person to do that. And, and I'm really appreciative that, that you guys are, are those type of people. Um, well, thank you, Pudgy. I'm just so grateful to, for your show and for you giving us this opportunity to tell the story in more than just little sound bites. And um, we're, we can all work together. And this is the thing I've learned from this experience is that when – we can work together as citizens and put down the politics, the party politics, and work alongside Republicans and Democrats. We can get a lot done, and we can learn a lot from each other. And I've met Democrats who are really pro-Second Amendment with gun bills, and they're now on board with fighting Agenda 21. And it's we're learning a lot from each other, and there's been actually been a lot of blessings through this. I love it. Chuck, you got any last comments, brother? Yeah, man, I just want everybody out there to realize what a treasure they have in the Pudgy Miller Show. Thank you so much for having us on. Um, Like I said, uh, the protest is May 26th, Tuesday, high noon. I can't say that enough. The more people that show up, the more media is going to cover. Please do that. But, um, you know, show some support, show some love, share this show around. And, um, you know, thank you, Fudgy Miller, for the, uh, uh, for the great resource to the community that you have been and continue to be, man. Keep it up. Hey, man, this is this is the people's show, and uh, it's not mine. Anytime you guys have some things that you want to say, this is what this platform is for, you know, for anyone out there who believes something strongly that, they feel like it needs to go out to the masses. This this is why we do this. I mean, 
a lot. Oftentimes you go on shows and they want to cut you off and they won't allow you to get out what you need to get out and they want to steer the conversation. And I'm not definitely I'm not here for that. I'm here to get the word out so that people around the country and most definitely around North Carolina can know what's going on in their own state from people like you and me who, who I deem as regular people uh, who are passionate and who actually care. So this definitely is your show. Shout out to all the veterans out there, uh, past and present. Shout out to people who have lost uh, members of their family who have dedicated their lives to saving this country and dedicated th- their lives to people who are great and ungrateful uh, in this in this wonderful America. We we live in a country where, you know, people don't appreciate the small things. And, uh, you know, I'm one of those guys who always preach, appreciate the small things, and who are always saying that, you know, everybody should be accountable for each other and we all should be responsible. So, in uh, ending, remember, God is love. Love is God. Team Christ on this side, man. You are B.I.G. in our book. We'll catch you guys next week. You nothing but the raw truth on the realest, truest real talk radio show in America. You've been listening and rocking with the KRRP radio show. Check us out on Twitter. We're on iTunes. We're on Facebook. We're all over the place. Google us. Do whatever you got to do, but make sure you listen. And remember, communication is the key. Don't dare try to get anything that you want to say across to anyone without first saying hello. If we learn how to say hello to each other, we will be living in a much better place in this world. We'll catch you guys next week. One love. We are out of here.